Welcome back, everybody. It's Taco Tuesday! I'm Alex Padilla. I'm Alex Regla. All right, we're back, everybody. I'm Alex Padilla at Alex Padilla 86 He's Alex Regla at Alex M. Regla. This is Taco Tuesday. We're with you guys. It seems like Tuesdays instead of Wednesdays now, and that makes more sense for the name of our show. So, uh, Alex, how you doing this week? I'm doing pretty well, man. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. Uh, I ventured out of the house a little bit more uh, this last weekend, and now I'm ready to get, like, locked back in. All the reports of these second corona waves has got me a little, like, apprehensive about stepping outside my house again so how how like open it is open is it over there are you seeing like a lot of restaurants filled and stuff or yeah restaurants filled bars open uh breweries open um i did not do that stuff like i didn't go out to a bar i didn't go out to a restaurant but you just see it out there and you seeing all these numbers come from florida and texas and arizona it's just like whoa you know it's definitely still out there so um yeah. How about you? Are you still inside because the ankle and just going to work? Yeah. So actually, I'm done with work. Yesterday was uh, my last day because basically summer break. Yeah, we have some break. But um, yeah, like I saw the pictures and I think I, uh, I I took a drive this weekend and I did see a lot of the restaurants pretty packed. So it is scary. <laughs> well, you know, we're we're gonna talk about. Um, Avery Bradley and Dwight Howard today. That's going to be like what we're really going to focus on. But what's interesting, though, speaking of coronavirus and this whole bubble idea that the NBA is going to go with, it's the county in Florida where Orlando is, is seeing like daily record highs of coronavirus cases like every day, which is so interesting that, you know, the NBA thought because Florida's open, the governor's going to let us have sports here, but now it's kind of all the other states are pretty open too. So this whole bubble concept idea, it's, you know, July 31st is still a long ways away. And it's, I'm genuinely curious if, if the infection rate continues to climb in this particular County, is there a backup plan? Like, I know no one's talked about it, but is there anything that could maybe change between now and then? Cause I would assume so. I mean, I would hope so. Um, yeah, it's just, I guess it's going to be really tough when, like, your county or whatever does decide to kind of open things up and lift restrictions, but then has to kind of come backward and say, no, actually, we're going to close everything back up again. Like, uh, like tensions are already high as it is because of all the things that are going on. So I just don't know. It, it seems like people are thinking, like, it's gone or it's over with. Like, it doesn't matter anymore because it's not reported on as much as it is it has it has been but uh it's still really real and i hope mm-hmm. people just still take it seriously yeah i mean 2020 is a very weird year and even just like resuming a sport is is extra steps that 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 you never thought you're gonna have to take and then you throw in all of the the social injustice movements that's happening and that's what's going to lead us to what we're talking about today and that's just a whole other wrinkle of of issues that has presented itself to the nba the nba to its credit is one of the few leagues that actually lets their players talk about these things so openly you know we we've seen uh hoodies we've seen i can't breathe shirts we've seen the clippers turn their jerseys inside out for warm-ups we've seen so many instances of of the nba allowing their players to to do certain things and that leads us to this now if you're a laker fan you've probably seen dwight howard on cnn and then recently you're hearing about avery bradley being a co-leader of this players coalition with kyrie irving 
about um, kind of getting the NBA involved to do more with the black, I mean, community, I guess. But it's it's one of those things where, okay, so we have the issue of coronavirus, and I'm not really calling this an issue, but it's the players are being there are players that are being vocal about not wanting to play in this bubble and not because of coronavirus. That's a whole new thing. And that's what we're going to talk about. But just before we get into the details, just like when you read about Kyrie Irving and now you're seeing other players come out and say, this is not Kyrie Irving, Avery Bradley, Dwight Howard, very vocal about, I don't think playing basketball is the right thing to do. What was your initial thoughts on that? I mean, I thought I, well, first I saw like the backlash they were getting online and uh, I thought that was really weird. I thought, like, I'm, I assume not just two players have these feelings. I assume there's, like, a good percentage of the league that feels like coming back and playing basketball isn't really important right now, especially everything going on. Um, I mean, I was happy that those players, like, were brave enough to kind of, like, share their thoughts, especially when a lot of the stars have come back out and said, like, hey, we want to play, you know, all this other stuff. But these guys are saying there there's other kind of factors involved and we should have this open discussion about it i think it's always better when we hear all these different sides at the table before you make a big decision like doing this whole uh resuming the season in orlando and this whole bubble thing and especially with the whole black lives matter thing it's just everybody has to be kind of heard i think Mm -hmm. so today this article written on ESPN.com by Adrian Wojnarowski and Malika Andrews. You find out how involved Avery Bradley really has been in all this thing. Um, he was the one that started, if you remember the social media post that all the Lakers players put on Instagram about two weeks ago. They said, if you ain't with us, we ain't with you. And that was started by Avery Bradley. And now you find out he's the co-leader of this of this players coalition. And... I thought he said something really interesting in in this article where he says, we don't need to say more. We need to find a way to achieve more. Protesting during an anthem, wearing t-shirts is great. We need to see real actions being put in the works. And he went on to say that the burden of financial donations to the black communities has disproportionately fallen onto the players, which I thought was a very interesting point. So you're letting the players speak on the, on the, on the social issues that they want to speak about, but what is the NBA actually doing to help and promote black people into the game of NBA? And that's, that was really the, the whole genesis of his point is like, okay, you're letting us speak. You've allowed us to speak, but now we need to see actual action, more head coaches, more executives, more people in power. I thought that was a very good point by every Bradley. Yeah, I think so too. And I think that's what was kind of lost with the whole Kyrie thing early on when it was first reported that it's not that they want to sit out just to sit out i think it's they want to see results and not just kind of talk where a lot of people are like oh yeah like racism sucks and stuff like that but they actually want to see actual change come into place and i think that's what avery bradley was kind of mentioning here in that that article and i mean there's like it's hard to argue about the points and the results and the things he wants like those are natural things that everyone should get and especially a league like the nba who's so the majority of players are african-american and and when you look at ownership or head coaches or gms and front offices it doesn't reflect that and i think the natural kind of questions that arise is that like all this systematic racism that's in place and it's not being reflected in 
in the NBA of all places where it's kind of a player's league and all this stuff we always hear. But uh, when guys do kind of speak out like Bradley and Kyrie have, they get kind of some backlash for it. And I think that's kind mm-hmm. of an unfair. He also said the actual act of sitting out doesn't directly fight systemic racism, but it does highlight the reality that without black athletes, the NBA wouldn't be what it is today. The league has a responsibility to our communities in helping to empower us just as we have made the NBA brand strong. So like when you actually start hearing the players speak their mind and you're not just reading a headline in a social media post, you start understanding how deep this really goes and how much action they actually want to see. And their points that they're making are actually very valid. Um, Now, as a personal opinion, do I think that Avery Bradley sitting out is going to make the NBA not come back? No. Um, And that's because, like, I don't know if you saw, I think it was like a couple days ago. Did you see Patrick Beverly's tweet about LeBron LeBron James? Yeah, Yeah, he said, Hoopers say what y'all want. If King James said we we hoop and we all hooping. And, And I think that's accurate and there was an i think there was an article you say today about that about how if lebron says like hey we're going to play and the nba is going to go full steam ahead it's it's the nba is a very unique league with the amount of power a player has in the league like who's been the most popular successful player in the nfl tom brady if tom brady decides to i mean the nfl suspended him for four games for deflating a football you know what i mean like so i I understand where Avery Bradley and Dwight Howard and Kyrie Irving are are coming from, but I don't think they're in the majority. I mean, you talk about the backlash on on social media. I don't think there's a backlash within the NBA. I just don't think they're in the majority. I think if you're in one of the 22 teams coming back, how many of those guys actually feel like them sitting out is the right thing to do? Whereas how many guys think that us being in the public face again will help us with that message even more? No, yeah, no, for sure. And I think that's why this is whole this whole thing is so complicated and why it was important for those guys to be heard and like guys like Bradley and Kyrie and Dwight to have their opinions be heard because like you said, the majority definitely it sounds like they're they're up to playing and they think that's the the best way to kind of get their message out and best way to use their platform and stuff like that. Um and it's hard to argue either way. Like again, like these are really like important and like this, this whole reality of it is that uh, it's kind of hard for me to say what's right or wrong in terms of this. Like it's up to the players and how they want to best approach this. And I just think at the end of the day, it's important for all sides to be heard. And I think eventually the majority are going to come back and play. And um, I don't know. I just hope that these, but these guys who do speak out, their message is heard and kind of these results they do want to get seen actually take place, do take place. Yes, I agree with you because I think there are important issues. And if you're paying attention to what's happening across the country, there's it, they are important issues. And it's and, and I think there's a lot of players and people that feel like, OK, like we've pro, we're protesting. We're making our voices heard. We're actually being heard for the maybe for the first time in a long time. So now let's put some motion into let's put some action in motion and get things going. So I'm definitely not trying to like poo-poo on the idea of sitting out by for Avery Bradley whatsoever. I think if he decides to do that, all the power to him. Like the same way where where if a player doesn't want to go because they don't feel safe about the coronavirus, 
dude, don't you, you don't feel safe going out. That's that's totally understandable. I, I think when we start talking about a locker room and, a, and it's such a small locker room when it, like with sports with, with a team this size, you know, maybe there might be some like pressure. There might be some peer pressure. But there's also reports that, no, the Lakers are all on the same page. Yeah. I just think Avery Bradley and Dwight Howard are just a little bit more into the one extreme over the other. Um, so it's, I really did think because last week we talked about does this plan help the Lakers? I, I really didn't think that players would be wanting to sit out for for something like this. I really thought we might see a couple players say no because of coronavirus. And um, that I just very interesting because when these reports started coming out about, oh, players are kind of having second thoughts about going to the bubble. It's like, yeah, I think now that it's getting closer, players are actually realizing that, oh, wait. I actually do have to go sit in this bubble in a hotel and not go anywhere for up to like two or three months. Yeah. It probably started, it's probably started hitting them. No, you're right. And I'm sure that's again, another voice at the table here is this whole bubble thing and how players, if they feel safe or not, or having to leave their families to do this are comfortable doing it. And uh, yeah, like we don't, I doubt, everyone's totally up for it and it's just like yeah let's go back and playing and let's pretend this whole outside world isn't happening but in reality there's so much going on right now that it's uh i think that's why everybody needs to have their voice heard here when it comes to this stuff well you can have your voice heard but you're gonna have to do it pretty quickly if you're an nba player because this just came out we were talking about it off air from shams he tweeted out that if a player chooses not to play in the resumed season, you must notify your team by June 24th. So you got to make up your mind within the next basically week. And that's important for guys, especially like a team like the Lakers who have guys like Avery and Dwight being really vocal here about not really uh, maybe prior, prior, uh, making it important that they come back and play basketball or not. So, I, I, again, I, I think that's the right call. Like these guys shouldn't be penalized if they decide not to go for any reason. Like if it's health reason or because of this movement reason, they should not be penalized for just doing those things. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I agree. And they're not going to be disciplined. That's according to Shams as well. And um, I mean, I think the whole bubble thing, you're not allowed to just like finish a game, go out to dinner, come back. Like that's just not going to be allowed. But it looks like there is going to be some sort of uh, – prior approval to leave so maybe a family emergency or something like that but he also said if you do leave you will have a 10 to 14 day self-quarantine so that's very i mean i don't and it didn't say unless specified no it's just said 10 to 14 days you're self-quarantined if you leave the bubble yeah so. i mean I, I again like i th- there has to be restrictions in place and, and people take this seriously if they are going to go play that they have to make sure they keep their safety and the other player's safety as a priority. Like, you can't be breaking quarantine. You can't be leaving this bubble. You're going to have to take it seriously or else you're not only putting your teammates in danger, but everyone else uh, across the league are in this kind of bubble thing here. Yeah. So when it comes back to the Lakers, you have Avery Bradley talking about sitting out may not battle directly the social injustice. And now you have Dwight Howard saying, he really wants to win a chip. I don't know if you saw the CNN interview or not, or if you're listening, if you watched that CNN interview with Don Lemon. Um, he says he wants to do anything to win a championship with the Lakers, but he doesn't want anything to distract from what's going on in the real world. 
And, you know, you've, you I don't know if you've heard of this from friends or, or family or, or people around you, Alex, but have you heard of people like, you know, I'm really not watching the news right now. I kind of want to take a step back. I, 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 my parents, I've heard it from my parents. I've heard it from, like, family members that, yeah, it stresses them out when they watch the news yeah. just because it, it's been about a month, two months or three months of just kind of, like, depression. Basically, all 2020, it's like it's hard to – turn on the news and kind of find any positives out there so uh, yeah i mean a lot of a lot of i think that's a lot of people are kind of lying to themselves that this stuff isn't very serious so they can go out to restaurants and stuff and just pretend like everything's normal so they avoid kind of the reality of like what scientists are saying and what the news is saying for the most part and just kind of living in this kind of like like literal bubble where they're just kind of pretending like they're okay it doesn't really affect them yeah, and that's what Dwight Howard like. I've said that. I I think that the news has been heavy, really, really heavy. And this weekend, I kind of just pulled back, and you know, I I and I missed a lot because I I think it is heavy. But Dwight Howard says that we need to focus right now. I need. I believe anything that can distract us from being balanced and one with ourselves and trying to get united and come together, I think it'd be a distraction. So he, I I mean, let me ask you this question: Do you think Dwight Howard right now? Sitting here on June sixteenth, do you think Dwight Howard and Avery Bradley will sit out? Man, that's hard. Um, I don't, I mean, like we still have a week. Like you said, we still have a little over a week before they have to decide. Um, do, I, it's it's really it's, tough it's to hard say. to say. Yeah, it um, really is hard to say. I wasn't like expecting like yes or no. You know what I mean? Because like we don't know at this moment. Even this coalition, it's it's ve- it's fairly new. There was a call I think last week with with a bunch of players on it. So this isn't like this has been like bubbling and festering since for a month or two. This is really just so fresh and so new. So to say Avery Bradley and Dwight Howard won't be with the Lakers, I just don't know. Because what if somebody else isn't isn't being as vocal publicly, but is definitely agreeing with what they're saying? That's possible too. We there may be other Lakers that are just like yeah, you know what? Maybe it's not right to go back. And maybe when you combine Corona, you combine what they're talking about, and you put them together, there's like, yeah, dude, we shouldn't go to Orlando. Yeah, I was gonna say the more players who actually do decide to sit out, if, like, say, there's only a handful of players that, that decide to sit out, I'm not sure if that's enough percentage where other teams or other players look at that and say, like, okay, yeah, we should sit out too. It has to be a good majority of players not wanting to go back, and it has to be those star players, like you mentioned earlier that really have a say here about if we should play or not um but yeah just going i think that do you think that's been oh sorry finish your stuff go go ahead i was gonna say i think that's been interesting too because you do have two very vocal lakers and lebron has been very local about or vocal about everything he hasn't said really much about this particular issue that's very interesting to me too because is it like LeBron empowering his teammates to like go do what you got to do, say what you got to say? And I'm not trying to say like LeBron runs these guys' lives or anything, but as a teammate, you you know who your teammate is. It's LeBron. It's not like a, any other teammate. It's different. And you know Anthony Davis hasn't said anything about it. Danny Green did his podcast and he was talking about players having issues with hotels, <laughs> not really having issues with yeah. social injustices, which is very interesting. So is this just two guys on the Lakers kind of speaking their mind freely? Or are is as obviously the team combined for a social media post, so they obviously know there's something going on. I think the dynamic and, and everything is very interesting. The inside story is going to be interesting once it comes out too. I think that's the thing. I think these guys are teammates, and like we've talked about so much, like they have this chemistry already built in that 
with the subject at hand and like how important it is and how uh, everybody's going to have different feelings about it and how they want to approach it and stuff. And I don't think you can knock someone for how they want to handle it. Like if it's a LeBron thing and saying it's best that we play or if it's an Avery Bradley and Dwight saying that we need to sit out, I don't think they're going to have any bad blood towards each other for doing so, you know? And I think yeah. um, that's going to be across the league. Like I don't think there should be any type of uh, grudges or anything for the players who do decide to sit or don't sit and uh yeah i thought it was interesting to to hear it from kyrie irving and it's nothing to do with kyrie the person the the flat earther that he is <laughs> it's not anything to do about that i just thought it's it's interesting to get the opinion of two players on a team that is the favorite to win this championship yeah. say i think we're gonna sit out as opposed to kyrie irving who's not gonna play who's not even allowed to go because he's not gonna play so I think it they don't have the name that Kyrie Irving does or Dwight Howard maybe used to but not anymore. So I think it's it, it hits a lot harder when you have players on a team that are expected to win the championship saying, "Yeah, I don't think I'm going to play." I I do I do question like how this would affect the Lakers if uh avery and dwight do decide to sit out not just from like an on-floor thing but in terms of, like a team locker room type thing like i don't know how the guys would feel about themselves like hey these guys are sitting out and they question if i should be sitting out or not or if if i'm doing the right thing by playing or if i'm doing the right thing by sitting uh do, do you think if guys like avery bradley and dwight do sit out do you think that's gonna hurt the lakers like are we gonna see an impact do you think yeah, I think that's something that's an interesting thing to look at. Like, how many? I haven't. I can't tell you off the top of my head how many games did Avery and Dwight miss this year, and what was their record when they didn't play this year? Like, as a, from a basketball standpoint, I just don't know what the NBA is going to look like when it comes back. Yeah. It's such a difficult thing to be like. Well, you know, they're going to miss him on this certain rotations. They're going to miss him here guarding this guy because it's like, well, who's going to be there? And 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 how often are they? You know, it's it's just so many questions. But as far as a morale thing, it's got to do something to the team if guys are just like, love you, but I'm not playing. Because the Lakers are so close, right? They're so, there's so much hype. You know, if they were the Grizzlies, or I'm not trying to dump on the Grizzlies, but I'm just saying, like, if they were a team that is not expected to win, and they're like, hey, this guy's not showing up, this guy's showing up, be like, all right, I mean, you could do what you got to do, man, but we're going to go play for as long as we're here. I think it's a lot different. Than when someone is on a team who's getting a lot of minutes, like both those guys are, like Avery's playing what thirty minutes a game, like he's playing a lot of minutes. So I think it's gonna affect them for sure. How I don't know, but negatively, probably a little bit. Yeah, you would have to think so. Like I, I mean, these guys, like Bradley's a starter, Dwight's one of the first guys off the bench. They they're uh, pretty important parts of this team. Um, and I think that's something that will kind of hurt them, especially if they're coming back and trying to deal with this whole quarantine and bubble thing and everything and playing the playoffs again and all this other stuff and not having those two guys who are pretty big pieces to your team all year not be there. And I wonder which guys would have to stick, like stand up at that point and kind of fill those those shoes. If it's Caruso, if it's Danny Green, or I'm not sure. Uh, AD having to play more setter maybe, but uh, yeah, it's just... I mean, it's just a crazy time right now, for sure. What's What's crazy about the Lakers in in specific is, I mean, how many guys are being so vocal about it and coming from different perspectives just on the, the Lakers? One team, yeah, 
Yeah, like Jared Dudley's been like, we got to think long term. If we don't play this year, the CBA screwed next year. He's coming from like a business standpoint. You have Kyle Kuzma, who's a little bit of like both where you see he's tweeting about social injustices. He's tweeting about hooping. He's tweeting about this and that you have. Obviously, we talked about Avery Bradley and, and Dwight Howard coming in from the same page. LeBron's changing the world, you know, his own way. It, it's crazy. There's a lot of players on one team that are having a lot of opinions and that's just one team. Think about the league of, of itself. Yeah, at, now that you mentioned it, it is kind of crazy <laughs> that almost all of these reports and stories and voices are from the Lakers. Like, really, like, and... Uh, you like, would, do you know what Kawhi Leonard feels about no, right now? Do no. you know what, what Paul George thinks about right now? Donovan Mitchell? Um, I'm just thinking about teams in the West. Like, do you know what they... they like, no one knows what they're saying. Yeah. Or what they think. I'm sure a lot of that, of course, is behind the scenes, and we're not getting reports out to ESPN and stuff. But, I, I mean, a lot of these guys are on Twitter. Like you say, Jared Dudley's on there every single day. Kuzma's on there literally every single day reminding people of the cause and stuff like that. And like you said, we all know what LeBron's, LeBron's doing. We know what, obviously know what Avery Bradley and Dwight feel about the situation. So those are all different kind of dynamics this team's going to have to to figure out and thankfully it sounds like they're all cool with each other like there's no issues like we said and uh hopefully by the time basketball comes back a lot of everyone's kind of on the same page yeah also there was a report saying that espn by espn saying that there are likely not enough players willing to sit out to put the season in jeopardy so i do think we're gonna get some basketball unless something crazy happens um with this uh or corona like i just don't know like i don't I just feel like in the world we live in right now, I'm not trying to make a joke. It's just like, I don't know what tomorrow is going to look like. So it's harder to sit here and be like, oh, this this is the way it's going to go. And this is the way it's going to go. We can only opine on, on what we believe. But quite honestly, who knows what next week's going to look like? We literally said that last week. We're, we were talking about how the Lakers, this would impact the Lakers in terms of uh, this kind of road game, heavy playoff series and stuff. But we said like, july whatever is still really far away in terms of how 2020 has gone so far things change per day per hour and stuff like that so we don't know what how everybody's gonna feel or how everybody's gonna look or what the playoff structure will be like come july so yeah it's it's yeah. hard to predict what how these teams will play and stuff like that if if june 24th comes june 24th right comes around and avery bradley and dwight howard like we're not playing like, okay, you're not playing. The Lakers then will have two open roster spots. Uh, I'm assuming, I don't know if Boogie would be one of those. Uh, I don't know. I don't even know his situation with the Lakers. Is he not a Laker right now? Is he a Laker right now? No, 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 he's not. He's not yeah. a Laker. He's a free so there's a, transaction, there's a transaction window from June 22nd to July 1st. I assume it's going to be Boogie just because like, he's practiced with them, right? And he's kind of still around them or was around them three months ago. That, I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't know if he can even run, though. Like, that's the thing. We don't know. Like, obviously, that's the fit based on all, all the relationships they've had all year and stuff with Boogie and stuff. And Dwight replaced Boogie when Boogie went down. Yeah, so it makes the most sense. I just don't know physically if he's the best bet to go here. Or if you give yeah. a guy like Devontae Kaycock a rookie, but we know who's young, has the legs, has been in shape, basically, because he played in the G League all year. That, that spot or even a guy like J.R. Smith if, to replace a guy like Avery Bradley if Bradley sits out so there's there's options out there I guess but thankfully I, I think 
th th that June 24th kind of deadline here where players have to notify their team or not does give them a chance here to kind of shore up the roster if they need to. So, the, but it doesn't mean like Jamal Crawford's available, right? Or does that mean that Jamal I, Crawford's available? I think they available? said last time it does, right? Uh, okay. I have to double check that, but I'm not... Yeah, I've read like conflicting reports. Yeah, so again, I think it's up to the Lakers to see. I, I mean, I would fight a bet on it. I think they would probably pick up J.R. Smith before Jamal Crawford just because they worked out J.R. Smith yeah. uh, during that, that free agency period. Hey, don't forget uh, we have Deion Waiters. That's the crazy thing. With all this, I totally <laughs> forgot Dion Waiters is still on the team. <laughs> I've only seen his fits on Instagram. That's really all I've seen from Dion Waiters or heard from Dion Waiters. I, I think that's I was I was talking about uh, this with some of the silver screen and roll people yesterday on Slack. But I think the thing I'm most excited about with the playoffs is just like the random playoff heroes, like like a McGee tip in a Caruso game winning three or like someone randomly coming up and just kind of saving the team. Maybe it's, maybe it's Dion. Let me ask you this question. If the Lakers don't have Avery Bradley and Dwight Howard, how does that change your mind about whether they can not whether they can or can't win the championship? So I, I think I'm I'm still optimistic that if those guys are out, that they'll be okay just because I think those minutes would go to other guys on the team who are who are already capable of playing. So like Danny Green. I think a lot during the year we kind of talked about him not playing a lot like we noticed like he wouldn't play fourth quarters he would only play like 20 minutes a game and maybe that was a way just to keep him healthy for the playoffs and maybe come the playoffs he can pick it up by 30 minutes and take those minutes bradley's not there or even a guy like caruso picking up more minutes and i think like by just that combination of guys absorbing those minutes they'll be okay and we we heard all year that ad would play more center in the playoffs yeah. anyway so i I, I mean the lakers did have a deep a, the regular season they did have a deep bench like they did play a lot of guys yeah so it wasn't really essential for those guys to really exert themselves too much and have to pick up the slack for everyone else so yeah that's a good point so uh, i think they'll be okay and be optimistic I, i'm optimistic about it what about you i was just gonna say just no no like extra rondo you know, that's like, thing. let's not let's not go from 20 to 35 minutes for old Rondo here. That's the thing. That's I think that's where their impact will be felt if those guys are not playing. If those minutes are going somewhere where it's not going to be as effective. So if Bradley goes out, Rondo steps in to the starting lineup or something, then I think things get sketchy. So before we get too dated here, because this could change by tomorrow, I'm going to ask you one more question. If you had to pick to have only one player, would it would you pick Bradley or Howard? Oh, wow. Uh, I think I would pick Bradley just because... He was playing so he, well he like that final well. week. Uh, he's another shooter, I guess, if he gets hot. Uh, he He's played some really good defense this year. And I think against guys in the playoffs, you're going to need a guy like Bradley just... As, a, as another look like as another option to stick on a guy where and i think ad playing more center is just gonna not soften that blow if, if dwight's not there i agree with you I, I think i would choose bradley i would like to have them both yeah there'd be other players that i wish not wish but i would choose to not be there uh, but yeah i would i would choose bradley i just like the i think he was coming into his own but then I don't know. There's just so much that could happen. <laughs> There's just so much that could happen. Is there anything else that we haven't talked about that you wanted to talk, uh, talk about today? I think Shams I, I just like broke what like um, uh, 
bubble manual that is being sent out to the teams today did you see this yeah i did see this okay um yeah there's something about like a, a watch or something they can wear uh oh it's a ring so nba players will have the option of wearing a ring that could help with early detection of coronavirus track temperature respiratory and heart rate so that's excuse me that's a thing <laughs> it's like a green lantern type ring i guess how do i how do i get this ring <laughs> that's that's the first i've ever heard of that wow wait that's i'm reading this thing that is an actual thing he said of ring what is it, like a mood it, ring it, i guess so it's it's his tweet inside the orlando bubble nba players will have the option of wearing a ring there's a lot in this article that uh wow is actually pretty crazy here did we um, record too early should we recorded only about the new corona ring man again like you said is it like a mood type ring if it changes colors like if it detects like uh you need to go get tested or what wow i don't know i don't know man that is uh that is interesting now i'm all my head just totally switched to this corona ring how did they do that like, i don't know Wow. That's all I have questions about. I have no other questions except about the ring. That's uh, what does the ring look like? Again, like is it like a ring pop? Is it a Green Lantern ring? It's very yeah. We need the we need the details on this for sure. Can you add like certain amount of bling to it? Like what? <laughs> oh man. You know what I mean, yeah. how can we accessorize the ring? Do I have to wear the ring during the game? Like, do I have to keep it on a certain amount of time before I can detect? Well, it sounds corona? like it's optional. So I don't I don't know. Um, Wow. And is it like a finger ring? Is it a ring? I don't know. Like, there's other rings. I don't know. Is it yeah, a toe there's ring? There's a lot in here. So, yeah. So, if you guys want to go read this after we're done recording, uh, Shams just uh, tweeted that out. It's on The Athletic. A lot of different phase, like, basically the phases and what the teams are going to do per phase and the, the protocol for that. That's interesting, man. I, I And that's like a big Woj bomb. There's a Corona Whoa. ring now. Okay, so there's also, uh, similar to that, players will have the option to wear a proximity alarm that will notify a player if he spends more than five seconds within six feet of another person on campus who is also wearing an alarm. What? Oh, that's cool. Okay. That's cool. I could... Yeah. That sounds annoying, but that's cool. Huh. Okay. How confident are we on the six foot thing? Like, shouldn't should we extend it to be a little safe? Can we just tell players like, hey, nine feet? Well, I think that's they also have to. I think a lot of this also is who who's going to be in there. There's Disney staff. I thought I remember that was a a talking point on that phone call too. That why is there going to be like a different kind of staff on there, kind of making that risk of people contracting it higher and stuff. It's there's so much there's so much that's gonna have to go into this it's crazy yeah we'll see i mean we can break it down like this this podcast and honestly by the time you listen to it it might already be all expired like that's how things are just changing things are moving things are fluctuating and you know just just trying to keep up with it is is a little difficult for sure yeah like i I said we were recording and then this quarantine uh corona ring info just popped so we had to talk about that all right well alex um we'll see what happens next week maybe there'll be a bandana next week that (laughs) detects coronavirus i don't know hopefully hopefully we get a picture of the ring all right alex 
at Alex M. Regla on Twitter. I'm at Alex Padilla 86. This is Taco Tuesday. We are here with you guys when there's not basketball on Tuesdays. When there is basketball, we normally are with you on Wednesdays. So um, we'll keep you posted as much as we can. We'll see what happens. And uh, Alex, dude, thanks again. Thanks, man. I.